Welcome to Talent Revolution Radio, the Brooks Group's podcast dedicated to helping you hire, train, and retain top talent using the TriMetrics Assessment. I'm Drea Douglas, Director of Talent Management Consulting. And I'm Tony Smith, RVP of Sales, the Brooks Group. Today's episode is the first in a six-part series walking you through each dimension of the Personal Skills Assessment, also known as the Dimensional Balance or the Hartman, after Robert Hartman, who created the instrument. If you've ever found yourself wondering, what does the understanding others dimension mean again? Or what does the up arrow tell me? Things like that when looking at someone's assessment results, this series will act as your go-to resource. So Tony and I will break down the significance of high and low scores with positive and negative biases for the understanding others dimension today. So today will be all about the understanding others dimension. What that means is we'll describe the tendencies strengths and likely challenges of folks with a variety of score combinations. You may notice that we're leaving out discussion around the neutral bias. This is because neutral means basically open and flexible regardless of score. So before we uh, jump in today's content though, Tony, tell us about the uh, understanding others dimension. What does understanding others mean first of all? So understanding others is the people dimension and it's all about a person's clarity and focus for how they see people and their ability to relate to people, understand people, interact with others, and more specifically, their ability to have the finer personal skills that allows them to connect and maximize their relationships with the different people they meet in their life. Mm-hmm. So this is really, it sounds like, boils down to empathy, if you will. So their ability, not sympathy, but empathy. A lot of people confuse that. So being able to see and understand things from other people's perspectives, picking up on the finer nuances of interpersonal communication, you know, reading between the lines or picking up on body language, being able to sense what a person is trying to get at, things like that. Yeah, in essence, it's their ability to put themselves in someone else's shoes and understand exactly where they're coming from Mm -hmm. and the ability to connect with them beyond just the words that they use Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely all right so that's what we're that's what we mean when we're talking about understanding others let's talk about let's jump into score combinations so first we're going to talk about a high score with a positive bias so when we talk about a high score we mean at average or above and the average score for understanding others is about an eight and in general eight and above is considered quote-unquote high um so if you have someone with a high score and a positive bias here what does that mean to you tony Yeah, so a high score in and of itself, anything that's got high clarity means that the person truly has a great understanding of of this people dimension. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have a lot of talents and skills as it relates to connecting with people, communicating with people, uh, working well with others, even leadership capabilities. All of that may manifest itself from this type of high score. Mm -hmm. The upward bias or the upward arrow, that positive bias, when the score is high and we have a positive bias, the tendencies of the individual is that they tend to be at times overly trusting. Mm -hmm. They always want to see the good in everybody. So they tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. You will tend to notice that they tend to be very caring and understanding of anybody that they interact with to the point that sometimes they're really nice, but people may take advantage of Mm -hmm. that niceness. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. I definitely seen that play out. For example, 
in a leadership position. So that person has to hold their direct report accountable for certain things, but they, t they keep giving them more and more chances because they don't want to put the relationship at risk. So they really you know, tend to overvalue the relationship at times, though you know, with the high score, they see it clearly they're much more able to balance the, need, you know, the practical needs of a situation uh, and see it clearly, but their tendencies, their desire will be more towards, you know, I'll give you another chance. Yeah, and we actually see this come into play a lot with uh, sales professionals that we've worked with over the years. Um, as, a, as an individual that's had a chance to coach, you know, thousands of sales reps in many different industries and companies, uh, we get a chance to see the tendencies through a course of an engagement from a training standpoint and how they respond in the classroom and when we're doing coaching sessions with these teams, the feedback that they give us as it relates to the types of clients that they're working with and, and the challenges that they come across. And while there's other factors that come into play, this particular dimension, the understanding others, if the score is high and we have a positive bias, one of the tendencies that may show up in the sales professional is the tendency to give too quickly into a customer's negotiation attempts. Mm. They may be too quick to cut price because they really feel the empathy towards, oh, well, you need a better price. I need to give you a better price. Another tendency is, is that they may not uh, take a, a, an approach where they challenge the customer at times to get them to think in a different perspective. So they almost at times potentially could be too much of the friend or the buddy not saying that they always will be. That's just a potential tendency that may play out if the scores like this, that they become more of a buddy seller and they lose sight of the value that they're bringing. Right. Yep. <clears throat> Excellent. Well, let's talk about a high score and a negative bias, a, a down arrow. What do you see there, Tony, typically? So typically there we have somebody who has – Again, the score is high, so they have a great understanding of others and all the things that we talked about. They have, the, they have empathy. They have the ability to put themselves in their customer's shoes or other people's shoes and understand where they're coming from. But with the downward arrow, that means they're a little bit skeptical. Mm -hmm. They're really telling us, you have to earn my trust. I'm not going to freely trust you. I know there are people out there that may take advantage of me, mm -hmm. so you have to earn my trust. What that means from different perspectives, if they're a leader, they may expect their employees to prove themselves a bit more before they give them that trust. They may have a few more doubts around what somebody's saying versus what they're actually doing. In the world of selling, how that may play out is the sales professional understands that sometimes customers may not give them the whole truth or they may mislead them so they're more skeptical and cautious and they're less likely to just give in to price negotiations. Mm -hmm. That's really important stuff. You know, this is, and this is typically the score combination that we look for, for people who are at a, a higher likelihood for success. Somebody with a positive bias can still be successful, especially as a leader. A lot of people enjoy being led by uh, somebody with a high score and a positive bias converse, uh, combination because those people sh believe in them. They tend to believe in them and they'll, they'll work harder for someone who shows a genuine interest in them and them as an individual and values the relationship. So there's, there's some give and take there. It's not so that one is better than the other, but the high score negative biases is typically what we look for, especially in a sales rep who's going out there and has to drill down and not be scared off by an objection. Yeah, and, and if we look at that, we, want everybody to keep in mind that 
the first thing is we want, we do want to see higher clarity scores because that's where the talent and the abilities come from. The biases just give us more information around potential tendencies to the individual. The good news about the biases is that they can be coached. Mm -hmm. So even if a rep has a tendency to maybe be too giving or cut price, we can coach around that because these biases can change simply by putting more focus in these areas. Mm -hmm. So these are the things that we can coach to, we can refine. Um, the one thing to keep in mind again is there are other factors coming to play and we're just looking at this particular dimension mm -hmm. but a lot of times once a person becomes self-aware for example if i have a rep that has a tendency to hesitate to ask for a commitment from a customer because they don't want to feel too pushy well one way to coach them is to give them some softer questions they get the same results of getting a commitment like a more aggressive rep may do, mm -hmm. but it allows them to feel comfortable doing that. And that would be, for example, somebody with a high score with an upward arrow, somebody with a high score, lower arrow, they're going to be more open to um, probably even a more assertive approach because they're not as concerned about, I need you to really like me, like me so right. much. Or I don't want to hurt your feelings things like that. Absolutely. That's excellent feedback, Tony. Well, let's talk about a low score. Now we got low score, positive bias. What do we typically see with that combination? So a low score with a positive bias, what the individual is really telling us here is when it comes to understanding people, they're not necessarily seeing this dimension that clearly. So while they may be a friendly outgoing person, they may even be nice, their ability to read people, to read body language, to connect with people at a deeper level, it's missing. And they may not even be aware of that, mm. but they have a positive bias. So what does that mean? That means while they may not do the best job reading people, connecting with people, saying the right things at the right time versus saying the wrong thing at the wrong time and, and, and the nuances that go with that. Everybody's uh, known somebody who just maybe says things that it, or maybe a little inappropriate or maybe wasn't the right thing to say in a group setting or something like that. We all know people like that. Mm -hmm. That's where this plays out. But the positive bias means they still believe in people. So they are really nice. They do care about people. They do want to connect with people. It's just they may need some coaching right. around those finer nuances. Uh, an example of where I've seen this play out. Let's say you have a research scientist who spends all their day in the lab. They're not, you know, they're connecting with other types of other types of scientists. And so they have pretty good connections with those other types of scientists because they can speak on that level. But when it comes to working with other people outside of, say, the science division, they really struggle because they have a hard time connecting mm -hmm. with other folks. Non-science types. Non-science types. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, a cartoon comes to mind when I think of this. If you're familiar with, you know, the SpongeBob SquarePants of the world, they're very optimistic. They're very upbeat. They love people. Uh, but they are not exactly in tune, if you will. They tend to miss things or, or think things are really appropriate or necessary <laughs> in the moment, but not really. So uh, that's kind of the, the, uh, the caricature, if you will, of that type of person or mentality. All right, what about a low score and a negative bias? What do we have here? So this is the most difficult of all four areas that we're talking about to deal with. Because what is really happening here is the person is telling us, I'm really not that focused on other people. I don't understand them well. And I tend to be very skeptical and 
to some extent, the tendencies are, I don't even want to connect with the people. Mm -hmm. I want to be in my own world. I'm not maybe going to be the nicest person that you meet uh, because I'm going to be very skeptical and I don't even really see people that well. This is a real challenge because when you have somebody at this level, not that there's not things that they can do well, but their focus is not going to be on people. So if they're in any sort of position where they have to interact with people, interact with others, interact with a team, interact with customers, or even be a leader, it's going to be a real challenge. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're more focused on some of the other dimensions that we measure, which we'll get into at a later date, but people is going to be a real challenge for them. Yeah, absolutely. So these are the ones with, that we often call the bull in the china shop, depending on their behavior style, which we're not getting into those other sciences today. Um, but that, that does come into play. So how does that come across? So how it comes across will be different based on behavior style. But this person in general, if, the, if it's a permanent condition, is the type who will bulldoze people in conversation. They're not, they're not seeing or picking up on other people's vibes. And they're, quite frankly, not concerned about it. They'd rather not have to worry about those things. And in some cases, they may just really despise other people. Right. That's that's the extreme tendency. Uh, I think uh, there was an uh, old writer, Moliere, who had the term misanthrope, mm -hmm. if I'm saying that right, uh, Moliere, yep. which is about that type of individual. I see. Yep, that's a good example. Um, well, that's all the time we have today. Tony, thank you so much for sharing your insight, especially regarding how these tendencies play out in sales reps and in leaders. I think that's where people are going to get the most out of this. So join us next time when we're going to talk about the practical thinking dimension. If you'd like to learn more about the assessment, we'd be happy to walk you through a sample and talk through how they may be able to support your talent initiatives. Feel free to email me at ddouglas, with two S's, at thebrooksgroup.com or visit our website at brooksgroup.com. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, everyone.